what's going on? Fellow A Plusters, it's your boy Adam Perez back once again with a brand new video review as we're going to be getting into Gotham Knights episode number 10 of the season. I can't believe we're actually in double digits now. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that the um, the finale for Gotham Knights, I believe, is like June 27th. So I'm, I'm assuming, if anything, maybe like 13 episodes in this season. You guys go ahead and certainly let me know in the comment section box below, but I believe it's 13 episodes this season. So we are continuing to go ahead and get closer to the finale here and see how season one wraps up. I have no idea. Like, how, how are they going to top these? Um, um, there again, you know, we talked about this in the previous episode review. Oh shit, moments um, in this season that leave you surprised that it happens, uh, jaw dropping, like legit surprises. Like I really do not see any of this stuff certainly coming. Um, so it's a little bit um, ridiculous that yet again in this episode we have quite a few. If you ask me, um, I think it's too much. I think it's just a perfect amount to go ahead and be riveting, keep me attached, um, make me wonder what other twists and turns are certainly going to happen within this season. Season. Um, but you've had so many that it's to the point of like, what's the season finale going to do or top? You know what I mean? So I almost wonder if this season, just based off of the obscurity of like what the future holds, if by any chance the season finale might end up being pretty close ended so that, um, you know, you finish off the story characters, you know, I don't want to say all have a happy ending or anything like that, but it, it leaves it open to the idea. Like if we don't come back for a season two, at least maybe we've wrapped up this story, right? Like I really hope that they didn't go into Gotham Knights thinking we're going to have ourselves a second season, but um, so who knows, maybe we don't get ourselves a big cliffhanger or anything like that, but I am expecting this season to continue to pick up with three, episodes left even though it feels like um this season just is is blowing by uh the pacing i think of this show has been pretty pretty good if you ask me uh for a cw show but um guys as always bringing you guys our gotham knights reviews so let me go ahead and just give you guys my overall thoughts about it uh another solid entry if you ask me um it felt very much intense to certainly say the least to at least to start off based off of turner getting radioactive poisoning from just everything that happened to him with using the electrum and things like that in the previous night with the court of owls um pretty intense everybody is certainly on edge trying to do their part in rescuing turner not trying to step on anybody's toes sort of thing so there definitely was a lot of intensity uh for the characters uh, in this episode really asking them to draw just a lot of emotions uh, and we de and we see them having to deal with a lot uh, with the near-death experience here for um, Turner Hayes so um, I, I really appreciated just the, um, the 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 pacing of this episode um, on up on side of that also I also titled this particular episode Big Dent energy um, because I thought we had some really great Misha Collins moments in here as again the opportunity to see Harvey Dent literally speak to his opposite self uh, in here with some trippy shit uh, we learned a lot but it was just cinematically um, it was just really good television uh, and it had me glued to uh, to, to my seat watching it uh, in anticipation and kind of see what was going to be revealed next so I'm really glad that they uh, really dove into the concept of Harvey Harvey Dent's opposite and with three episodes left with him now sort of feeling like the world is lifted off his shoulders after his incident in his mind um, it should be interesting to see how his opposite comes back into play uh, maybe it's the Court of Owls that awaken him once again who certainly knows but some some really good stuff here 
But I will say this. Despite me loving a lot of the oh shit moments in here, I gotta tell you, one moment in here just, um, I don't know how I feel about it. And maybe you guys can kind of talk me through it. Give me your certainly your opinions on it. The death of Brody. Um, first off, when Stephanie tells Brody the truth and he starts talking, I'm just like, oh, no. Like, you've literally told the wrong person. Like, this is the dude that's not going to listen to you. He's going to tell everybody everybody's business. He's going to, you know, he's going to just draw trouble to himself, you know. So I immediately already had sort of like... Man, there's going to be at least a confrontation with Brody, right? Like at least the Court of Owls, his father might have a confrontation with him. I didn't expect him to kill the kid. That was crazy to me. I certainly did not see the death of Brody certainly happening. But the other oh shit moment was I didn't expect it to be the mom of all people in here. You know, um, to me, look, a great oh shit moment. But the way that it was personally handled in this episode, I don't know if I was a really big fan of the swerve on this one. I don't. Because to me, I feel like they've literally like, and again, there's three episodes left, right? So this is possibly me judging the series a little bit too early here in regards to their use of Lincoln March. But they've done such a great job of building up Lincoln March um or marsh i can't remember his last name lincoln to being this diabolical secretive bad guy gets away with anything right harvey then sleeping with his wife sort of thing right like that just puts extra malice and reasoning behind him getting revenge he's a smooth suave mother you know what i'm saying like Lincoln was growing on me in regards to the idea of him being a villain. And then we come to find out that he's Court of Owls, right? Like you just put him on this pedestal um, for us to make him make him a believable villain only to like castrate this man in this episode and allow all of a sudden randomly out of nowhere, like the wife uh, is like the mastermind. Um, she seems like she's the one kind of giving the orders. Maybe he's like just playing up the part, but at the end of the day, he truly answers to her. Ah, like what? Like I was perfectly fine with everybody's role where they certainly were in here. You know, I don't want to say sometimes maybe too many oh shit moments lead to like, oh man, maybe we fucked up the trajectory of a character. Because I don't know where Lincoln is certainly headed, right? He's got three more episodes left. Um, we did see the revival of Brody at the end. Another oh shit moment in this episode um, that I did not expect. Um, I'm thinking to myself, like, is he going to be the new Talon? Does Lincoln feel some type of way because this is his boy, like his heir? You know what I'm saying? You can't just kill my own son sort of thing, right? He did feel like he, he did look like he felt some type of way about the idea that she murdered her son, murdered their son without maybe even telling him, uh, it feels like, uh, or, you know, but even then it feels like even if he did say something, she probably wouldn't give a shit. Um, and, and so like, for me, the idea of her playing up sort of like 
this lowly wife and sleeping around with Harvey Dent and being fearful sort of thing. I get that you got to put on, you know, your mask. Lincoln March has a mask, but even Lincoln March's mask is asshole written all over it, right? So like you kind of already know that he's going to be the 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 main bad guy or villain when it really fleshes itself out, but the additional swerve of the wife to be the it's just like boys are idiots or something like that you know don't leave a you know man to do a woman's job i'm like really like come on guys like what are we doing here all of a sudden like lincoln march i personally just thought creatively as a character was on a really great trajectory and they literally just chopped this man's knees from below him and now it almost feels like now i gotta believe that she's the one sort of in charge. We'll see how it plays out, right? Like, we'll see how it plays out. It could really lead to some great sort of, like, inner conflict between the family and Lincoln and his wife just, you know, um, smashing heads sort of thing. And then to see how Harvey Dent winds up getting involved, right? Maybe he comes in to try and save him. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy between these three. But I just don't think that they did Lincoln any favors in this episode and i think as a character for me that's what i think bothers me so we'll see but over the other than that uh it was overall a really great oh shit moment um and in this episode finally look i complained about what did i complain about last week about the idea of like too many love situations like can we clear some of this stuff up can we try and figure some stuff out and that's exactly what we're wind up doing in here right the idea that we're finally getting some clarity um on who wants to hook up with who um you know the failed attempt by turner with stephanie um she clearly eliminates two dudes in this conversation which was great doesn't have a spark with brody doesn't have a spark with turner unfortunately and she was kind of thinking maybe they would and she was kind of surprised that they wouldn't so that's out of the deal we got ourselves a steamy little session between doula and turner um he's being a little slut in this episode um but he's just he, he winds up getting doula at the end of the day it's those wayne boys you know what i'm saying like they just can't stay away from the temptation that is the crazy woman um but uh Look, I absolutely love the character Dula in here. I think the actress that's playing her is really amazing. Somebody referred to her as like the um God, the the villain from um Batwoman. Why is it on the tip of my tongue? It's gonna come to me here in just a, a little bit. Um but they're kind of making comparisons there between those two. And I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. I really enjoy her energy. Um, but that wind up getting cleared up. So to me, it, while Stephanie eliminates the two guys, to me personally, this just means that now Stephanie and Harper uh, are going to be the ones kind of hooking up, right? Like maybe everybody just assumes that Stephanie is straight and nobody really knows what her sexual orientation is. Um, and maybe she's just pretty open um, to the idea. Um, or at least maybe now she will be, right? I mean, I think the idea that she says she discovered that there wasn't a spark between Brody and, and Turner, I do wonder if it's going to certainly start making her kind of wonder well, why do I feel this kind of way about Harper or something like that, right? And look, maybe she she was kind of standoffish and felt some type of way about Harper, how Harper was pushing her away. Um, so, you know, maybe it winds up building up to something else. Uh, we'll have to find out and see. But I'm glad for the most part, we've eliminated some of this stuff and the hormones were unleashed, but it answered some questions. Um, so overall, enjoyable episode here once again, man, here uh, for this particular week. The Harvey Dent stuff was incredible. And in fact, let's really go ahead and do a deep dive uh, into the Harvey Dent stuff. First off, the idea of having to kill yourself 
um, that's got to be pretty tough for anybody. You know, it doesn't matter what the guy told you. The fact that you're literally almost like looking at yourself in the mirror and you see Misha Collins as Harvey Dent, like literally choking himself out uh, for a character. I got to wonder what that um, intensity was certainly like for him. Um, if anything, one, I thought they did a really great job when it comes to just the effects of having them sort of in the same room. However, they wind up doing that with TV magic sort of thing. I thought that was pretty neat. But Misha Collins really separates himself with the, the two different uh, personalities of Harvey Dent. Um, and I do appreciate the idea that this episode does sort of clarify a couple things in regards to how this certainly all happened. Um, the fact that this personality has kind of always been with Harvey Dent ever since he was a kid. I believe his opposite says ever since that they were ever since he had like sort of I don't want to say imaginary friend. Um, but it was like a voice or somebody he would speak to sort of in his mind uh, when he would fall into like those deep sleeps. And I think they had a meeting place called like a meet in the middle or something along those lines uh, where they're both his personalities would meet and talk with each other. So they've been doing this apparently since kids, um, but only the only time he ever comes out is when he is certainly in a deep sleep. Apparently the court of owls wind up sort of um, finding out about the Harvey Dent situation and figured out how to go ahead and bring the opposite out. So they are you they are using him, but maybe not so much in the actual deaths of people, but literally just to sort of frame him to kind of give Harvey Dent these lapses in time so that Harvey believes that he might in fact be the killer. And that's what he wind up believing, right? I mean, homeboy literally was taking out his video camera uh, and recording himself sort of thing. So, um, you know, the opposite at least confirms that for us. And one other thing, unfortunately, that he also confirms for Harvey Dent is that he's the one that actually killed their father. Um, you know, talking about the idea that Harvey Dent's hands, you know, really aren't, um, you know, aren't that clean. They're kind of dirty already, uh, as the opposite himself at one point wind up killing their dad. Um, and so, yeah, that's some um, pretty riveting stuff, if you ask me. I, I really enjoy just the psychological aspect of what that all means for Harvey, uh, or, uh, you know, for Harvey Dent. You know, I never really got too deep into sort of like the origin story of Two-Face, you know, um, I, I don't recall if I thought it was like a chemical exposure or something like that that turned him crazy or he maybe had a mental breakdown, I think is probably what I assumed. Um, I didn't know the struggle of um, uh, uh, like a, a split personality almost or a, a, a personality disorder, if you will. Um, but uh, let me know how ingrained in the Two-Face sort of origin story that is. Is that something that's current as far as like New 52 or even the, you know, Dawn of DC stuff? I definitely would like to know um, really what Two-Face's origin story is to see how they're linking up here with Gotham Knights. But I find it all very much intriguing to certainly say the least. So uh, we'll see what happens here. But the one thing that I, I really appreciated in this, though, is the idea of like the opposite truly wanting to live Harvey's life. Right. Um, the idea that, look, you know, your way of justice will only sort of take you so far. And at that point, you're just going to get to the breaking point because you can't achieve anything that you're just going to need me. Right. You're going to need my type of justice. Uh, and that's just not the type of justice that um, that uh, Harvey Dent is really looking to kind of stand for. And so when he's like, look, I don't I don't I, I don't want to just drive the car. 
I want the keys, I mean, I want control of your body. And so for me, when they were fighting, I was just thinking to myself, oh my goodness, like, is this where the opposite certainly comes out, right? Or when the EMTs were in there and getting ready to, you know, uh, you know, shock them or help me, you know, bring them back to life sort of thing. I'm thinking to myself, are they gonna bring back the, the wrong one? Um, but Harvey Dent seemingly took care of that himself. But look, for how long, right? For how long? But um, I thought it was really great, just storytelling here for Harvey Dent um, and the, I also titled this episode 17 Pills um, because uh, that's how ballsy or crazy and stupid Harvey Dent certainly was in uh, even deciding to go ahead and try and um, take that opportunity. Um, you know, we also did get ourselves um, um, a great, and this is a side honorable mention here for Carrie Kelly. You know, I really enjoyed just her story in general in regards to um, her and her mom's relationship. You know, look, I, I busted on her her mom in the sense of like, you know, um, that sounded terrible, but I got on her mom's case, I should say, um, for not disciplining her daughter a, a little harder than night uh, when she comes home to find her daughter sleeping in bed already after she done stood you up at the parent teachers conference meeting sort of thing right but um you know her mom is definitely coming down much harder on her but this is a big moment for carrie kelly in a sense of revealing to her mom just sort of who she is right her mom already pissed off that you're bringing a wanted man who's radioactive into my hospital for me to go ahead and help now i've just become an accomplice sort of thing right i mean at that point what are you gonna do like you, you have to sort of tell your mom the truth about who you certainly are and um you know how she's gonna handle the revelation that her daughter is robin I don't know if it's going to be handled. I don't know if it's going to go so well, man. Like, I'm kind of worried to see, like, is her mom going to kick her out? You know, is she going to end up being, I don't want to say like an orphan, but like on the run with the rest of the Gotham Knights after this point, right? Like her mom seems like she's pretty much a, a stickler for laws and rules. You know, how is she going to react to the idea of you being a vigilante also, right? Like maybe she has a negative view of Batman and Robin and now she sees her daughter like, who have you become? So I don't know. Oh, we'll see uh, maybe that's the wrong perspective for I you know I definitely do think that's the wrong perspective for her mom to come into it'd be great if she's certainly you know arms open and stuff but um, we'll definitely have to see how it winds up turning out but I thought this was a pretty big moment for the Carrie Kelly uh, character also um, and speaking of Carrie Kelly she does have a brief conversation in here with Turner um, pretty much confirming for him what he sort of um, didn't want to hear that yes Batman in fact did go ahead and kill um, uh, kill his parents now I thought maybe Carrie would add some context to that situation or at least I was hoping so um, I do find it hard that it's just that sort of black and white um so maybe by the finale we learn a little bit more about it instead of just the idea of like yeah he killed your parents he killed your parents um so i'm hoping it maybe gets fleshed out a little bit more but uh i guess we'll have to see <laughs> we'll have to see how that turns out but i thought that was pretty interesting um turner had some pretty interesting moments in general um and then yeah the the brody learning the truth um coming across the owl mask and the videotape of um them killing cressida um but man homeboy's just got a big mouth man big mouth got him killed unfortunately um and also last honorable mention and i'll go ahead and um, wrap up with this uh, the row twins um harper and cullen in here listen man cullen is is winning me over um I, i've been really impressed with the the actor's work i think he's doing incredible work um 
it, he seems like he's definitely getting more comfortable in the role. And I think even the idea of him having that leadership role for a minute has given him a little bit more of a voice. Not to say that he wasn't boisterous already, but it feels like he's he has he doesn't have a problem just being upfront and honest with you. And I love his honesty, uh, especially when it comes to his sister, Harper, and the idea of her sort of you know, having this new mentality of like, listen, I'm taking your advice. I'm not going to worry about straight girls anymore. I'm just focused on saving Turner's life. And then our goal of leaving Gotham. And I appreciate Cullen opening up and saying like, you know, may, I maybe don't want to go so much anymore. Um, you know, the fact that we've kind of established a family here, we've never had a family that really protects us. And, you know, we have so much fun with sort of thing. It'd be a bummer to kind of leave them behind. So I kind of appreciate sort of like the, the switch up that we have here. Um, and Colin again, kind of stepping up to, uh, to, to the forefront, but, um, um, yeah, Harper establishing that she wants to leave Gotham and focus her attention. Cullen, on the other hand, perhaps a change of heart. So um, I, I think the idea of them, him kind of looking them uh, as family. And so the bond, I think, between the Gotham Knights continues to grow. Not everybody certainly gets along, but I really appreciate um, the relationships that have definitely formed uh, on this show, to certainly say the least. So I think they continue to do great work. Uh, and a lot of these characters are definitely winning me over. But um, guys, look, at the end of the day, these are just simply my a opinions i always want to know yours what did you guys think about gotham knights episode number 10 let your thoughts be known in the comment section box below uh and i think other than that guys we'll certainly see you on a new episode of a plus hero report later this sunday so until then guys do me a big favor as always take care of yourselves take care of each other and keep it a plus i'll talk to you later bye